Welcome to the id. Living with ADHD in the arts, fitness, and in general life. We will be having weekly guests, hearing stories, going through the minefield that is now life with ADHD, or knowing people with ADHD. Learning maybe some new communication skills, or at least just sharing some crazy stories. So thank you again for joining us on the id. Hi, and welcome to the id podcast. Thank you for joining us. So again, my guest, mother of four, businesswoman, and a transplant from the mighty UK, Mitch is joining us again. How are you doing, Mitch? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Oh, just peachy. <laughs> peachy? Just peachy. So based off of um, where we have been before, for others that uh, didn't know or are just joining us, uh, Mitch was in uh, the id podcast one. Uh, first episode. So if you'd like to hear what we spoke about, then please feel free to uh, take a listen to that. Uh, we're going to be carrying on with a couple of topics that we had already touched on, kind of spoken about. We're also going to throw in the fact that between now and then, your daughter Freya had been in. Yes, she had. And we um, had a very interesting conversation. You did. I thought it was quite unique and uh i spent a lot of time laughing listening to that podcast. yeah the two heavy adhers going at it and the losing our places and what a what a mess yeah the losing <laughs> of your places was quite hilarious and trying to get you back on track was uh definitely something that yeah living with every day is uh yeah. quite amusing yeah well uh, at, at least you had that experience, so you were kind of prepared for what may have come about as you listened to it, like, oh, there she goes, off in her own little space again. Oh, oh there he goes. Oh, they're lost. It was you that made me laugh more than anything, because I guess I haven't seen you in that situation quite as much as I've seen Freya. So right, right. listening to you go off track with her was uh, oh, quite wildly. amusing wildly um so we we touched on a number of of things with freya but something in particular you and i just spoken briefly before we started here about what was interesting from her perspective was uh she's already kind of acclimatized herself to the fact that adhd is her life even though she doesn't really see it that way it's not like she suffers quote unquote from adhd she lives with it as almost a normal turn of events but she's using modern media and communications to actually give her more tools than you and i ever had i think we can agree on that definitely she um i was extremely proud listening to how she navigates her world and how independent she has become at such a young age she definitely does not see herself as the outcast or different from anybody else mm -hmm. um she knows she's quote unquote odd right um but oh, and she loves it she loves it yes yeah, she does if you don't like her oddness she has now decided that she doesn't need you in her life yeah and i 
I can't believe how much she embraces that because I, for one, um, struggle with that. It's all about pleasing somebody else. It's not about you like me for me and that is it. That that was actually part of uh, last week's podcast with my friend Ashley. We actually touched on that very thing as women tend to be more of the acquiescent type within ADHD. They just kind of not rock the boat. We're very quiet about this. Don't worry about it. Oh, no, it's fine. I'll push my stuff to the rear and you can just mow over me almost. So there's a silence. And then I had received a call from another friend who was like, how many women have ADHD that have never come forward? Quite a few, I and I bet there, yeah, I bet you those numbers are huge. So, going back to Freya saying that she's completely fine with all of this stuff and being able to make these these cutoffs, these delineations between people and possible friends and so on and so forth. You and I didn't. No, she's definitely loud and proud. Loud and proud, and. that definitely isn't me and nope. i know that's definitely not you no so. people pleaser the yeah. entire way yeah but i am looking at changing that yeah me too after especially after listening to that and seeing um i'm not saying that she is a hundred percent happy all the way and it is easy for her because it isn't no but looking at how i've struggled for over 50 years with trying to work out who I am or how I manage things. Mm -hmm. She definitely has a better cornerstone on that than I do. And I think that there is a lot to be learnt by her techniques, her self-assurance and Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know whether it is the generation Um, And yeah, maybe the things that are out there for her to uh, tools that she is using. Um, But it definitely is. I don't think that I have come to realize that I don't think it matters when you got your diagnosis, how old you are there is never a time to stop learning or to give up and decide that you're not going to become happier with yourself. Absolutely. This, okay, so at this moment, this gives me a point. This is a, not a jump off point, but a diving in point where I can say, I learned at that point, it was niggling around in the back of my mind that, I was receiving more information, (coughs) excuse me, I was receiving more information from uh, multimedia and and current media platforms speaking to people or just listening to their stories than any doctor, psychotherapist, any, any bureaucratic essence that has just recently come into my life. Uh, has offered me almost nothing. Whereas these other platforms, and shall I say the people, not the platforms, but the people that are on them and their honesty with it has taught me more. And that was exactly reflected in what Freya said. And that that was her 
predominant so outside of yourself and the family obviously her predominant source of information gathering was tiktok yes now i i'm speaking as an older person and that boils my hackles no end because i don't want to admit something i view as a total piece of garbage could be helpful but it's in how you use it yeah because i'm not the greatest fan of tiktok no but how she explained that she explored the platform and what she was looking for to get the information that she was yeah. receiving blew my mind yeah. because I would never have thought of using it that way. Never. Um, and no, sir. Um, <laughs> no. It definitely, yeah, to find the individuals that are going on there and are expressing, you know, I have ADHD, I have these symptoms, I behave this way, I, um, you know, use... I use these tools, I don't use these tools, I don't find this useful, or, um, you know, you should look up this book, or you should look up and use this. Yes. I was really surprised at the amount of people that she was saying, they're on TikTok, and yeah. then, you know, if you want to respond to them, they'll respond back, or you can just listen. And um, how useful she found just having somebody else that said, I do this. I watch TV on my head. I spin in the grocery store. Yeah. I talk too fast. I aggravate people to the point that people are like, you are so annoying mm -hmm. um, that she didn't feel alone. Yes. Um, and that's the biggest part. Is yeah. I, I believe persons such as yourself and I, we were the ones to suffer in silence because th this was not something that society friends nor family wanted to hear deal with or anything it was just a fast label of daydreamy whatever we heard at that time uh and now it's far more acceptable to talk about it yeah so we have people to bounce things off of and nobody's necessarily putting us in a negative connotation as much as they used to so we're freer to speak and hence we're doing it right now yeah you're no longer classed as the irritating child in the class the misbehaving mm -hmm. child in the class or the aggravation to your parents that just needs to go to the room or mm -hmm. you know dad doesn't need to see you tonight so please be in bed before he gets there right yeah. or yeah. however it was housed yeah uh, it's it, it was definitely darker back in the day <laughs> for sure but i and I, i'm going to just coalesce all of that together by saying out there to people listening that so far I haven't painted any complete pictures of anything. I haven't really asked open and then shut that question down questions. It's all been somewhat point in fact, a little nebulous, but I will say this. I know after going back through these podcasts, I haven't really painted a very kind picture as to where I find myself currently and the bureaucracies out there and, and so on and so forth. It just isn't, it isn't going that well for me. And I haven't painted a good picture. I don't want anybody to think that they shouldn't keep pressing forward. 
uh, Freya was lucky enough to press forward at a perfect time. Now yes. she had everything that she could have needed to do that. Whereas it's going to be a more of a struggle for us, but we still do get the rewards. There are still solutions. There are still different ways to talk. There are still ways to find to help in cases that we may need help or just a completely different way to do something that doesn't necessarily fit society's norms that would bring us a lot of pressure or struggle or pain that was needless. So I encourage people to keep pressing forward. I am continuing to press forward. Mitch is about to start her journey, I think. I am. And I look at it very much as, unlike Freya, she didn't learn any bad habits. Yeah. She was lucky enough, although, as she said, um, there were people that didn't believe that she had an issue in but the beginning. But she, she knew enough to just she knew. move them aside. Yes. Okay, fine. Yes, Off you she go. knew enough that... that they weren't seeing what she was seeing or feeling. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're older and you've obviously been through the generation where it was just behavior or we didn't grow up in a generation where they even knew that diagnosis existed. Mm -hmm. um, so things did get mislabeled as something else. Mm -hmm. um, it is difficult to then change a mindset and we've had years to learn behavior to learn ways of managing that are either not healthy or have suited us at the time and you grow you change as a person your situation changes and those those skills sometimes just stop working yeah they don't they don't grow necessarily with you mm -hmm. and that's where you either reach the point where you do go and get a diagnosis officially or mm -hmm. you finally in my case is you have four children with diagnoses and you start looking at yourself going i have four kids oh, it's got to come yeah. from somewhere look at that yeah. and yeah <laughs> And I don't need a diagnosis because I see it yeah. in myself and mm -hmm. my kids. And yes, my skills are not working anymore. No. Um, I am, I have to change something. Yeah. Um, so when that actually finally happens, we have to break all those bad habits. Yep. We've got 50 years of bad habits. Yeah. To make a new habit, they say takes 21 days to break a habit. <laughs> I just round to a month. So <laughs> you got a month. Yeah, yeah. So that's a long time and yeah. you've got to break an old one. And unfortunately, with people like us, to change a habit is very difficult mm -hmm. because you get very stuck in your ways and very stuck on that safety net of what you do and it's how the rhythm. you do things. It's the it rhythm, is. it's the pace, yeah. And that makes it very hard to then say, I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. And um, brings along with the 
issue you're trying to change, it brings a lot of anxiety, a lot of guilt, a lot of everything else that you're living with. Yeah. And um, it isn't so easy no. to, to change. And especially when you're trying to manage being an adult. Well, <laughs> so there's, and that's what the generational difference gives us. Uh, Freya Mads, uh, in the same way, or in the same degree, but in a different way, uh, another guest of mine, Mads, they went through this at a certain point in their lives where that could, that and very few other things could be their focus point. Whereas for you and I, the world hasn't stopped just because we've made these discoveries or we've realized that some things aren't working the way they are. We, we go through this, but we also have to uh, govern some kids. We have to pay some bills. We've got houses to deal with. We've got jobs. We've got all of these other things that are going to constantly, because they're not going to change. No. So we have to change ourselves fundamentally and then change our roots change our processes in dealing with every single one of these things as well and differently none of them will be the same no so it's uh, i'm sorry again no rosy pictures you have to put in the work there is no hard and easy or uh excuse me there is no hard fast way to do this it you just have to do it uh you're going to feel awkward you're going to feel left out i think that's fairly clear to say uh we're going to feel somewhat ostracized but probably ostracizing ourselves from other groups as we go through to try to change these things there is no easy way to accomplish this you have to put in the work and i think underlying there's going to be a sense of i feel a sense of sadness Sadness or loss? I think they go kind of hand in hand. Okay. Um, I have other things going on health-wise, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. but there is a sense of sadness with regards not knowing really who you are. Mm -hmm. And um, the fact that I seem to be very good at giving my kids advice on what <laughs> they should do um, when they struggle. And, and not good with taking your no, own. Oh, doctor, heal thyself. I am not good thyself. at doing my own <laughs> advice. And when they're having a bad day and a meltdown or yeah. everything builds to a stressor, mm -hmm. it's very easy to tell them what they need to do. But it is not so easy for me to follow my own advice. Right. And there is a sense of sadness that is underlying. It's not on the forefront. It is underlying with regards. I don't always feel like the person I was. I don't always feel as confident as the person mm -hmm. I was. Mm -hmm. um, all necessarily together as the person I used to be. Did you rely a fair amount on your confidence? Yes. Confidence brought you through a lot? Um, masking, I think, brought me through a lot. Fake fake confidence? Fake confidence. Okay, all right. Um, which is why I'm also, 
I look at Freya with her right. confidence. Yeah. That is a very honest confidence. It is. And yeah. um, I can see the difference between that and my fake confidence. Yeah. And um, <laughs> kind of brings it to a front. You go, oh, mm-hmm. Lord, what am I doing? <laughs> it really does. Right. Uh, it. You realize how many years you mimic or um, hide behind things because you don't know how to deal with the situation. Right. And uh, it gets you through. But again, that's a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. that's like you either keep hiding or you have to be honest to yourself. Right. And again, as Freya said, and as she... listening to her mm-hmm. you can hear how happy she is in herself absolutely by being i am who i am yes and she is a hundred percent happy on her uh, mad squirrely <laughs> yeah. very typical adhd if you were to look it up in a dictionary she is the stereotypical adhd right and she is very happy to be right. that person as she said in the podcast um i did not think i was abnormal or yeah, different exactly. i thought i was the normal right um and as far as she's concerned she is mm-hmm. the normal right and that makes it just very much more relevant that you we try harder to become happier yes yes uh, i when i was having uh the podcast last week with ashley we both touched on uh the darkness yes that reside that seems to be a constant there is a darkness in there um some more so than others but it is in there and I have to say that it's front and center with me. I'm an extraordinarily dark thinker and beat myself constantly. Like it's never ending. It's actually quite annoying and it has stopped me from doing things. But more people I run into are just, well, in Freya's case, she's happy, but in, in other cases, like, Oh, I'm not quote unquote suffering from this. I just do things differently. I've started to twig on to the fact that I, I don't have to be as gloomy. Uh, so my natural tendency, although is to still be dark as hell, <laughs> which I am all the time. Uh, <clears throat> I know that I'm not, it's not necessarily real. There is, I can embrace my weirdness and yeah. not be so combative about it anymore. And at my age, with all of these weird little fiefdoms I've come up with in my head and all of this stuff just to get around, I am an odd duck. And I completely understand that. And I used to say I was okay with it. And I don't think I was because it was very isolating. Now I'm all for it. Yeah. And I completely embrace it because now I'm finding a whole group of people out there that have the similar 
trait and I could completely understand when they get a little dark and I'm like, oh, you're having, okay, that's that moment. You definitely don't want me to talk now or now would be the good time to bring up something completely ridiculous and off topic. And then everything's fine. We can get along. So you say you have dark moments. Well, I say I'm dark constantly. Okay. So, but is that, okay. So you've got a head full of gibbering. You've got like loads of voices in your Tons, heads and yeah, they're like yeah. just this thought, that thought, something else, something else. And mm -hmm. it's all going, are they all dark or are there just like a couple of them are dark thoughts and then some of them are comedic or some of them are serious thoughts that you're it's you know, it's the onion it is the onion. it is the onion everything is on a layer uh and for those who have caught other podcasts i i'm also a graphic artist and one of the primary things that you do as a graphic artist when you're building things especially through computer systems is layering my brain is exactly the same way there is a giant layer in the middle of all of everything everything else circulates this layer and it's pitch black and it is nothing but dark all the time 24 7 and then there are these other thin layers on top of it that can be other things like the voices constant voices going in my head so if I mistakenly ask myself a question about dinner <laughs> I will answer myself 16 times all at once and they're all different and they all come with recipes and they all come with how to place the settings on the table and they all come with is everybody going to like that and oh I can't do that do I have this and what's in the fridge and 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 it just keeps going that's one other layer and then another flare layer is something completely ridiculous farcical clown like you know Oh, what if we could eat outside in the snow or, you know, just completely stupid. And all of these things are going on at once. Yeah. And the dark is always in there. Underneath. Right. And the dark part of that would be, I'm going to burn dinner or I'm going to screw it up somehow. Or it's going to, I'm all going to, I'm going to waste this food. So yep. it's always there and it flavors everything that I do. And I've been dealing with that darkness my entire life and I don't think it's ever going to stop because it's never stopped at all. It's like this entity that lives in my mind and I choose to ignore it. But I know it's there. It's staring at me. It's waving every once in a while to say, hey, <laughs> don't forget about me over here. And I'm like, I can't forget, but I'm not going to acknowledge you, you bastard. And then I'll try to concentrate on other things, but it's always there. So what if you didn't ignore it? Uh, then, uh, as I had mentioned to Ashley in the last podcast, uh, the last one, I didn't ignore it and it lasted almost a year. Not good. I didn't come out for a year. Uh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. And other, a couple of things were attempted in there that I... That was the first time that I ever tried something like that in my life or even came close to thinking that way. And I opted to not do it because it was inconvenient. <laughs> so, which is uh, typical, oh, but I'll make a mess. So <laughs> I didn't because of that. 
But if it was simpler, I would have. But I'm past that. I've never felt that way in my entire life, but that's how dark that went. And it's always there. I think, though, that bit, I think, is always there in all of us. Yeah. Well, uh, yes and no. I think it's there for a lot of people more than they would admit to. But not for everybody. Because I also remember a time when the darkness was still there, but it would it never succeeded. It never got that close to me. Sure, it was always there. And I used it in my work. I used it in my art. My work was extraordinarily dark. And even today, it's there are times when it has kind of a creepy vibe that I really like. There's an aesthetic to it that I, I enjoy. And I, it resonates with other people. But this was the first time it actually got to me that deep because of a whole contrivance of things that were going on in my life that that touched that off so deeply. Uh, normally, it doesn't even get that close to me. So that was, I think, the beginning of my more expansive and deeper journey into figuring all this stuff out because that was hugely serious to me. And was a turning point in my thought process that I had let something get to me so bad that I was going to do certain things and it's never influenced me like that. So I'm, I'm glad for it in that aspect. Yeah. Thanks for the push. I could have done without it, <laughs> but you know, it, it gave me the jumping off point that I needed apparently. And this podcast in part, came from it yes you know more communication and at, as we had said before i'm finding more information doing things like this and talking to people people not some bureaucrat not some faceless government entity or some doctor who has just become numb and disconnected from their patients because everything is just wild and crazy out there but actual people that are living this on a day-to-day -day basis, that that made the difference. So again, marveling at these platforms and, and things like that, but not so much the platforms, but the people yeah. who are driving them. The actual people that go on the platforms yeah. that want to make a difference and not the influencers. Right. But you said about the dark place getting to obviously where you are now and... Mm. Yes, it was difficult. You're more, you're better off. And I do agree with that. There are, you know, the moments of the darkness. And I know even with the kids, I don't think they realize or would necessarily call it moments of darkness. For them, we call them meltdowns. Meltdown. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, because they get to that point of everything just builds to a spiral and they no longer can function. Mm -hmm. um, and well, Andrew, I'm not going to sidetrack, but uh, just a pinch here. You say meltdown. Yeah. I say darkness. Yeah. I've always been alone. Yeah. To have a meltdown, it has to be witnessed. Yes. So that's why they're having meltdowns 
because people are witnessing them. Yes. They're being seen having a meltdown. Yeah. Interesting. So generally it can be anything from um, anger-based, mm-hmm. um, frustration, tears, screaming, hitting. Um, it can even just be uh, my youngest sleeps. He just literally curls himself into a ball, puts and on sleeps. a weighted blanket and yeah. sleeps. That is a huge defensive mechanism. Just situation comes into play that's negative or bad or you feel it in a particular way. All of a sudden you start to become tired. Yep. I I never really employed that one uh, when I was younger, but I learned all about it because I knew a whole bunch of people that would. Yeah. And I was like, why is everybody so tired all the time? <laughs> well, they weren't. It was a defensive mechanism. Oh, this is a horrible set. Just got to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. And he can even just trying to get through a day of school. Mm-hmm. Um, if he comes home and he can be a bit snippy mm-hmm. and then he'll just say, I'm going down to my room and you can go down there 30 minutes later and he's asleep. Right. Um, and he's just literally run his whole battery in yeah. one day trying to cope with the day. Right. And, uh, yeah, so I think, as you say, that darkness, meltdown, whatever you want to call it, I think we all have them. But your influence comes from the fact that you are surrounded by people that have this. Yes. Yeah. Um, mine... I have a tendency to have the same darkness you're talking about mm-hmm. um, or sadness or whatever I want to call it, but I also have um, rage mm-hmm. um, and it can come out of absolutely nowhere over nothing. <laughs> You mean honey? Carrots? <laughs> carrots. Carrots? Yes. <laughs> um, yes, carrots. Carrots. Uh, <laughs> three day, three day three grudge day match carrot. over carrots. Yes. Um, I'm guessing I'm telling that story now. Well, you told that story before um, uh, in the, in in the, the first podcast. One. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly over carrots. But yeah. that is huge rage. And yeah. Um, yeah, I have no idea where it comes from. It is not my best personality trait. No. Um, I would like to say it isn't my personality trait. It isn't one if someone tried to, if someone asked me to describe myself, it isn't one. It's not one that I would use. It's not one that I would turn around and say that describes me. Right. It is. It is one that is obviously in there and it does describe me. Um, I have no clue why, apart from the fact that I get overwhelmed. And when I get overwhelmed, that is what I do. Are you becoming more in touch with it as opposed to before where now that we have a plethora 
of uh, little clicky words that we can say. Were you masking that? I don't think I was probably ever masking it. I think... I think before I was married and before I had kids, I probably spent a lot of my time drunk. Okay. Um, All right. Like most yes. young adults, yes. I spent a lot of time in a party situation mm -hmm. that involved a lot of drinking, and that enabled me to mask my you just maybe not so social situation not so you social you blurted out right you not blurted so out. social yeah. personality and everybody then was like oh mitch is a lot of fun yeah mitch is a big party animal mm, not so much mm -hmm. but it was a coping mechanism absolutely um i did exactly the same thing <laughs> and it worked yeah and it then did. you get married you have responsibilities things change yeah as we said life changes as you get older things change mm -hmm. nothing nothing is the same my i had to make changes and then as the kids got diagnosed i had to be responsible for what i taught them and it was definitely a i don't want to teach you my bad habits mm -hmm. So I got, did get the awakening of, <laughs> I've got bad habits. Yeah. Um, but I, 20 years ago, didn't know how to change my bad habits. And 20 years later, I still don't know how to change my bad habits. Right. I refuse to believe it's too late to change my bad I, habits. I agree 100%. It is not. But hence why I... I'm forever trying. Yeah. And why you're here. Right. I would say. But. And and uh, I will. I'm just going to throw this in uh, because I think it's it's part of this. Uh, nobody would know this, but Mitch is not only a friend of mine, but she became my friend because she was a client of mine. <laughs> um, as a tattooist, uh, Mitch came to me with uh next to nothing I, a couple of smaller little tattoos yeah. and i think i've covered approximately half of you yeah now. you have i'd say definitely half of me and that's we got a hint of how that made freya feel when she got her first one as we discussed that in her podcast it was a focusing point for her yeah and everything kind of came down to more of a singular point and she felt a little bit more focused and more at ease. So now that you're coming to the point where you're saying, okay, well look at all this stuff I was doing when I was younger and then responsibility and, and a certain amount of adulthood crept in there. Now I am aware that these things were going on and there's nothing that I can do because it's all so terribly obvious and annoys me when I do it. Hey, wait, I think I'll get a tattoo. Do you do to this day, everybody? I tattooed Mitch yesterday. <laughs> oh, do you boy. think uh, the phraseism in this fact, uh, what she said, is holding to you as well? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah, I didn't get my first tattoo till I was 
40. And yeah, I came to you. Yeah. yeah. And you've now given me half a body's worth. Yeah. I would definitely say it is a focal point. It is very mind bending. Um, In a good way? Oh, yes. It. Could you say that this has helped you? possibly in these moments in those times that hour or two hours that we have where you're singularly quiet in your mind a chance to go over yourself to I'm, reflect a bit it act, part I of your say, discovery yeah i wouldn't say i necessarily go over myself i would say that for the time you are tattooing i don't necessarily think about anything fantastic which is something that i don't get the opportunity to do at any other time right because like you said about your onion <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you're going to think about dinner you think about 16 types of dinner i will think this kid needs that this kid needs something else i've got to do dinner what housework what laundry what right. something else mm -hmm. what appointment have i made these phone calls have i done this have i done something else uh what's this oh the laundry oh the dog needs walking <laughs> have i missed this what's that oh i've got something in my eye next week's this have i done that and oh jay oh and this and it's did I a speak to my mother list. and it just yeah. goes on yeah and then someone might say the weather and I'll go, I wonder what that's like in the UK. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, and it will just be continual. And then I might get a text message that says, Apple News says, and I'll be like, oh, what's happening in the Ukraine? Let's just add that to my yeah. continual, yeah. I haven't got any knowledge in my head. But when you're having work done, it's, it's, a, it's an empty room with maybe a window open. Yeah, for five minutes of just quiet. I can't even do that at night when I'm trying to go to sleep. Right. So mm. it's, um, yeah. Well, so somewhat along these lines, I, I think I'm making a discovery now, at this minute. All your clientele needs to be uh, ADHD. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although... I would be interested in knowing what the actual percentage is because I think I got a couple of real winners in there. Uh, and they know I love them. I love them all. Uh, I think the I'm coming to the realization that that darkness, the, the onion. Yeah. Oh, and it starts sprouting little white hairs. The onion that came so forward to me, that dark part that blasted through all the little good layers that I was trying to match through. The realization now is, is that it made it to me. It got that dark because up until um, three years ago, where there's some serious changes in my life and then right on top of that COVID hit. And yeah, here comes COVID. Yeah, once again, people, it's unavoidable. Um, Again, this is more into my what was going on with me before I had several studios, photography, tattooing, uh, and even 
before that, I even had more studios that dealt with photography, um, darkroom studios. I, I had a lot going on. And those were being pared down over the years, cost overruns, so on and so forth. But I loved my work. And that dark place that maybe when we were younger, we drank or did drugs. I found a place for it within my work, within my photography, most importantly. And it was a massive part for me. But when COVID hit, I was forced to close everything. Now, this is what I was slightly more tolerant at that time because it was brand new. But then after the closures kept going, I started to run out of money. And when I had run out of money, I couldn't pay for any of my things anymore. So I literally had to shut down all my places of work and I lost the outlet for the friend that I had made in the darkness. Yeah. I always said, I, I don't mind the id and I don't mind the darkness because I actually built a house there and I made friends with the monsters that lived there and they helped me because I had the outlet to put them yes. in my work. And then when COVID did its, its thing and our government did its thing, I lost all of that. So instead I spent a year in my mind the ultimate trip to the id and it was not a it was a double-edged sword so i think we've replaced or i have replaced and i'm seeing in some ways you have replaced and now ironically freya seems to have now felt what it's like to be singular for a moment with her experience and i'm not saying hey everybody dash out there and get a tattoo if you're adhd please please don't do that i'm just saying <laughs> It's interesting how a forced focus point can act to calm. You had brought up in the first one about breathing in yeah. through the nose, out through the mouth and all of that kind of stuff, which also works. But a strong forced point like tattooing or anything involving a massive dopamine rush like parachuting, sailboarding, windsurfing big time sports that include fast speeds and things like that, you're probably going to get the same thing. Hence why I think a lot of us become, you know, daredevils and fast movers. So you're not that much of a fast mover. So what's taking up the space? Obviously some tattooing or are you just kind of as, as uh, Ashley put it in our podcast, kind of raw dogging the whole experience of oh man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've got enough fast movers in my life yeah i have a hard job keeping up right um i think my fast moving my body used to be a fast mover right it's kind of broken now <laughs> um years of abuse does that yeah um my mind is my fast mover yes. now. Yes. Uh, I can't keep up with my thoughts anymore. Mm -hmm. My body is more stationary. Right. So where's your challenge? Where are you getting it from both sides? Is your challenge obviously a little bit about your body for sure? Yes. 
but is your mind the big challenge now because you've kind of opened those doors into a oh this whole thing's been living here the whole time i never really looked at you before oh no i've looked at it uh -huh. i just shut the doors again yeah <laughs> <laughs> no 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 yeah i think that's i think that's the biggest problem right is the fact that i've known for probably quite some time and, and i've just yes i've just gone i'm not interested or i've lived a lifestyle that it's slotted into quite nicely mm -hmm. and i've been able to just ignore it right um so are you looking at it now through frustration aggravation and tiredness or are you looking at it now because you actually want to That's a really good question. That's a trick one. It a is. Little. Well, it, it's a bit of both. Yeah. It is a bit of both. You didn't want to, but now that you're there. <laughs> all right. Kind of. <laughs> bring all the dancing. Oh, now, this is fun. Bring it, bring it on. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I. I would say, if I'm being honest, mm. probably I've reached a point where I have to. Right. Um, emotionally, physically tired. Yeah. So for those of you that are out there and are trying to ignore that there may be something going on, don't ignore it right because it will catch up mm. eventually the body is quite amazing at uh, what it will put up with how long it will put up with it but when it decides to crash it will crash um, yeah but I think at the same time that I've had to make that dishes, decision, 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 and I haven't been drinking. Um, I have spent a long time teaching my kids to do the right thing. Right. And to learn what is best for them in their lives for the future, mm -hmm. that I have reached that point of why am I not doing it for myself? Yeah. And that old chestnut. It is. And I have reached that point of no, seriously, why are you not doing it for yourself? <laughs> Wait a second. Now's the time to come up with a good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I, damn it. I don't have one. And no, I don't <laughs> yeah. have one. And it has really reached that point of you're not living the truth. Yeah. And it's about time you did. Yeah. And um, I don't want to get to that point where I am so broken that there is nowhere to go. And I regret not doing it. I don't want to have regrets yeah. that, you know, mm -hmm. I'm only 51 years old and I have a regret that I didn't do something to help myself mm -hmm. because I was too busy in denial and trying to what prove something to myself that i can yeah manage managing right. isn't living 
And, Not, um, no, it's it's almost the opposite. It's yeah, and I'm and I've spent fifty one years managing, and I've done pretty well at proving to myself that that doesn't work. Right. So, time to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um. And Christ, if my seventeen year old daughter can do it, <laughs> yeah, then there yes. is proof yes. that there is proof that. How could, I am doing something really wrong. Yeah, so. how could the two of us sit here and, and whine about, well, but I can't and I don't. And, and all of a sudden, <laughs> exactly. I've, I've had three people younger than us on this podcast that have all managed to make things happen yeah. for them. And, it, and I go back again to anybody, and I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback that right off of what Mitch said about don't wait or if you're if you're saying well i don't want to or don't don't build up the regrets no if it's there handle it handle this and it's going to take a long time it may actually take the rest of your life yeah but you're dealing with it and quite honestly i went from being i have a lot of anger through my life because of this but as I've gotten older and I've sorted some of it out for myself, I started to feel better about it. Then I found places for things and I'm ultimately creative. So if I didn't have a place, I just made it. You know, I'll, and I, and I will bounce back from this whole foolishness that's going on now. Um, I will make a new place to work and I will have other places to work and I will figure this out. Don't, wait for those regrets to mound up because it does require a lot of energy. So keep going, keep trying to find something, listen to people, listen to this podcast, listen to other podcasts like it. There are tons of people out there, uh, maybe not so much around here, but tons of people out there and available to talk. And once I figure out how to have a comment section and stuff, you're going to see a lot of this stuff uh, posted when you go to the website and so on and so forth. But for now, I'll probably end up just speaking about them and spelling them out. There's a couple of them. Um, Cody Watts Music. Uh, that's C-O-D-Y Watts. W-A-T-T-S Music. M-U-S-I-C. Um, on Instagram. He is strong ADHD and he does all kinds of things. Uh, little snippets. He runs a whole podcast and a whole bunch of other he's written a book lots of information out there that's just one person there are tons of them so i think we need to no matter how bizarre it gets keep reminding people in our position to march forward definitely even though at our age it seems extra bizarre there's not a lot of help out there for us there's help from individuals there's not help in the traditional places where we would look no i don't think well generally kids are the ones that get diagnosed they yeah. get picked up at school yeah so they're the ones who get diagnosed generally it's not adults no um by the time you're an adult they expect you've got a handle on it as in they expect you've got a handle on most things by the time you're an adult how wrong can they be? Oh, well, I don't know a single adult that has it together. 
and I literally have a book of 6,000 clients. Hey, I've got it together. Oh, and so do I. <laughs> On the outside. Exactly. Exa <laughs> I'm just uh, unique. <laughs> and and uh, if I was rich, I would be eccentric. Is that what you'd call uh, it? Well, I'm, I'm shooting for eccentric. Eccentric. I'm tired of unique now. I want to go for eccentric. <laughs> No, that's just because of your age. Oh, is that it? I can yeah. be, I'm old enough now to be, to be eccentric. eccentric. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Well, that's a lot easier <laughs> than the wealth part. Yeah, just go because of your age. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. I'll go with that one then. But um, no, so I think it is a lot more difficult for adults. Yeah. Um, and as you said, we have a we have 50 plus years of convention behind us of, of habits that we had to adopt that are no longer working. No. And those habits make it harder for a diagnosis yeah. too, because you've obviously cover things when you go for testing, if you go for testing. And, um, cause we mask the hell out of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh huh. And when you ask questions, unlike a child, you automatically, in your head question what the question is yeah so you never answer honestly right. on a question a child never actually questions a question they just answer they just answer it yeah so it's a lot harder to get a diagnosis when you're going to not answer truthfully on mm -hmm. a question mm -hmm. and that takes a certain amount i'd say that perhaps where do i start start at the beginning and the beginning is wherever you start so i i wouldn't pigeonhole anybody's process of diving into this um by suggesting a place to start but honesty. i will what honesty that's if you're going to start someplace it should be close to personal honesty yeah not, not to anybody but yourself i mean you could in a close the drapes in a dark room quietly in your own head sit on the side of your bed and admit to yourself you know when i dated that girl that ripped my heart out i was actually that was 70 percent my fault yeah. you know i pushed her too hard i did this i did that and it didn't feel right at the time but i hit it you know or man i lost that job man i was really you know flicking pencils into the ceiling I, I screwed that up. You know, be that honesty with yourself. I really don't like going out with these friends. I'd rather go to their homes. Or, you know, there's this one person that really sets me off. Maybe I need to limit my time with them. Yeah. You're going to have to be on it. And, and most of it sucks. <laughs> most well, of it sucks. It does. And I must admit, it took me a long time to actually be able to sit and say to anybody that I have rage mm -hmm. because it's not something anybody wants to admit they have right or anger anger and um, or the worst parts of you yeah. no one wants to admit the worst parts of themselves yeah to anybody um, and uh, unfortunately, with um, ADHD or 
any of those diagnoses, some of them come with the worst parts of you, but some of it comes with the best parts of you too. Absolutely. And I think that when you're going through any of this, you have to remember that, yes, when you look at that darkness or whatever we're going to call it, mm. um, it might be the worst parts of you, but there are also some good parts because some of those good parts give you your artistic abilities At or 100%. Your, um, your voice or, you know, Freya's giggliness and her insight to people and her ability to be um, happy with herself the way she is. Yeah. Um, I have a niece who cartwheels through the grocery store <laughs> and uh that's wears, me in my mind <laughs> yeah, she, yeah it would be me in my mind yeah. too uh and she wears the most outlandish clothes that you wouldn't dream of wearing but it works for her with mm -hmm. her personality and um she apologizes for nothing and i mean literally nothing mm -hmm. um she doesn't believe she needs to she will tell you if you smell uh <laughs> yep she is extremely honest um if you smell you smell and she will tell you and she will not apologize for it um and she is who she is. Yeah. Very much like Freya, except Freya mm. has learned not to tell you if you smell. Uh, <laughs> but she is happy in her own skin. And I think that that is something that our generation had beaten out of us. They were the words I was going to use. Yeah. Yes. But it's true. Yeah. We did have that beaten out of us it was not polite it was not something yeah you were allowed to do and don't be happy with yourself oh my god geez don't be happy with right. yourself you always need to improve you're too fat you're too thin you're too this you're too yep. that yeah you're too loud you're too quiet yep. you're too something and it is it is nice to see a generation that in that aspect seems to be so satisfied with who they are in a lot of ways yes in a lot of ways i've seen uh i've seen examples of this again oddly in grocery stores and and just being out and about when i have to be uh just younger people doing bizarre things funny little videos and i can't help but relish in it because I believe on top of the darkness, I also have this bizarre sense of humor, this weirdly wicked sense of humor. And I know a lot of people don't get it, but I know a lot of people do get it. And uh, I've managed to make part of my living whilst entertaining the people that I'm hurting at the same time <laughs> as a tattooist. How did you find your tattoo appointment it was great he had me laughing the entire time because it's just it, it's such a bizarre 
humor a collection of weird happenings and faces that on their own probably wouldn't be funny but when you picture a 250 pound six foot two guy doing cartwheels through a grocery store it does conjure up some images that are quite funny it does yes next to the bananas and <laughs> whatever have you right um yes but the that's, fact that you'd like to be doing that yeah i actually did the whole um i've heard it uh people doing the monkey call in a large store and then everybody answers them Woo, ah, yeah. that whole business uh i've done it with the loud chicken oh no <laughs> and then uh, that was actually with uh somebody who was working with me at the time and we'd lose each other as we were out getting supplies and i'd start at full tilt boogie right in the middle of a large you know industrial grocery store type thing and then all you're hearing is this bark, 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 bark. and she'd hit me from the other side of some mile of like 200 yards like bark, bark, bark. oh sometimes you just have to know that you'll never find anybody funnier than yourself when you're laughing at yourself and yeah. i think that that is uh it's pulled me through a lot of this i think and uh it's balanced some things out, I think, but it's also, it's just weird. <laughs> and I, I like it. And But I also think that it is very much, for people like us, a coping Absolute. mechanism. Yeah, it's when another you're under mask. Stress. Yeah. yeah, when you're under stress, especially somewhere like the grocery store, Yeah. that what do you do to cope? And it's usually something comedic, something out of place like cartwheels or mm. it also, skipping or something. It also breaks the banality of what you're doing in yeah. a place that is overwhelming. Yes. I, I find grocery stores I and places like that the grocery store. extremely overwhelming. They're overtly bright. There's too much information on my eyes. People are, I just, I almost want to murder everybody I see because they're moving too slow. They're in my way. They're taking up... <laughs> You know, when you've got two older ladies and they're in the middle of a lane talking and you want to say, you don't like the road, just get out of my way. You know, I've, I've been hugely aggressive. I know where everything is, so I know where I'm going. Get out of my way. It's extraordinarily frustrating. And then we get the added bonus of knowing our age yes. and going, why am I acting like this is this is child? It's not. It's not childish. And I know a lot of people maybe have done that and think that there's something wrong with them. And I'm here to tell you it's not. Places like grocery stores and malls and, and places where you are being bombarded by every sound, every visual connotation, every stimuli amazing to, to somebody like us. It's so much that you literally just go to sleep yeah afterwards not close <laughs> uh close your eyes and blank it all out yeah you need to come away from that and get it out of your head because it's too much and i think well like your son you know go to sleep just curl up and go to sleep for a lot of people out there who think that this happens and go what is wrong with me there's nothing wrong with you otherwise you have arguments over carrots <laughs> And then you have arguments over carrots. <laughs> well, I think on that, 
society in its own is overwhelming. Yes. And I think to those who are of a neurodivergent way that become overwhelmed at particular things, it just so happens that society is in that particular way right now. And there are a lot of people becoming overwhelmed. And I personally, through this podcast and, and other things, would encourage those people to be okay with that. There's nothing wrong with them. It's okay. Limit this stuff for yourself. Uh, I recently went to... I was given a therapist. Oh. Yes, I was assigned a therapist after the great diagnosis. And... Um, the ther and this, the darkness crept in the moment I heard what this therapist was saying to me. But then it subsided, and some of the humor came over the top of that. And I I will quote what was said to me. Um, the therapist said, "Well, you've had a depressive event, which has triggered off this full realization of ADHD and your current standing." And I said, "Okay." She then said, it would do you a lot of good to perhaps join our group. Now, now understand that this is the therapist that basically regurgitated everything that I said after doing uh, hours and hours and hours of poking and prodding and in tune with other stuff that I had done years ago and all of these things, a, a coalition of massive amounts of paper and information were given to her and then she got her own information and she says to me you should join a group and i said what group she says that we have a group and there's 10 of us and we all sit around and then you get a partner and you go off into a little individual space and you talk about what's going on with you that day and then you come back out and you discuss these things and we see what we can do to solve your problems or give you some tools and i said and i quote that sounds absolutely awful. <laughs> I would sooner shave my head with a cheese grater and chew tinfoil. That's, that's what I said to this official. And uh, then she said, <laughs> and I, I admire her for saying her. So uh, without that, how are things working for you so far? With a, with a little bit of a, smart assery in her <laughs> and i went well played however <laughs> uh i am going to agree to disagree this would not help me in the slightest and rig even more animosity between me and a, a system that is not there for us they wanted me to re quote unquote reintegrate into society yep that I never felt a part of. Hence the, well, how's that working for you so far? I'm like, so you didn't listen to what I said for the last four hours. You want to reintegrate me with society. I never wanted to be a part of society. I wanted to understand how to move forward now that I'm missing some things that were working just fine for me before. And there, there was the lack of communication. And I think a number of people are going to find that because the first thing that they want to do is, quote unquote, 
reintegrate you with society because you're obviously lost. Yes. But I don't see Freya feeling lost. Now, no, but she also has had therapy. She has, but they sure weren't telling her, hey, join a big group. She did join a group. Yeah, but she didn't stay, did she? She did. Oh, did? I Listen, made her. I'm going to tell you now that apparently I'm wrong about everything. I made her and she oh, hated it. There you go. Um, and now she chooses to do things on her own. No, she has a group of friends. I'm wrong again. Um, <laughs> she oh, no. has a group of friends, yeah. but it's a selective group of yes. friends. Yeah. Um, is she she does hate society. Yeah. Uh, Is she still in group therapy? No. She's, nope. She did the group therapy. She finished the group therapy. Um, okay, and so it I'm did not teach wrong. her. It did teach her skills. Right. She did it with two of her brothers, and they all hated it right. for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Do you think it helped I, at all? Yes, because I do think at the end of the day, she did learn skills. Maybe but I'll at go. the time that she was doing group therapy, yeah. she was also doing single therapy. Right. And I think that is what your therapist has missed. I think what your therapist should have started with is, <laughs> Jay, we should do one-on-one -on -one therapy. Yeah, yeah. And we should start with what are your issues yeah. and you and I should start talking. Right. And then when you and I have comfortably reached a place mm -hmm. where we could introduce you to a small group, we then move you. Because right. the truth of the matter is, as I said to Freya, so I'm going to repeat it to you, my friend. Right. Um, no one can avoid situations that yes yeah. so you have to learn to deal with situations one way or another like it or not yes um so my point of making her do the group session was i knew she wasn't going to be comfortable mm. but as i said to her at some point, you're going to be faced with something you're not going to be comfortable with. Right. And you've got to learn how to get through that situation. Absolutely. You can't walk away from everything. Whether how big or small that is, you've got to learn how you may be in it mm -hmm. when you realize you don't like it. Yeah. So how are you going to cope with it? What is your skill going to be at that moment? Yeah. Um, and one of my kids has a violent meltdown. The police end up being called to get out of a situation he's not comfortable with. Right. Not a great, not a great not skill a great to tool. have. No. no, it is not. No. Um, uh, the other one comes home and sleeps. No. Not a great no. tool either. No. Because Less he is avoiding. Yeah. Um, Freya will put herself in until she can't cope anymore. Yeah, and, and then, then she'll she removes say, herself. I'm done. Yeah. I've done a little bit. Thank you very much. And I'll leave. Yeah. 
So at least she can say, I tried, I can't do it. The next time someone invites her, she'll either say, you know what, that's not really my thing. Or she'll mm -hmm. say, I can go for this amount of time. Right. And then I need to leave. Mm -hmm. um, but she is the only one of my kids that has successfully held down a part-time job for any extended length of time. Right. Graduating school this year moving away to Toronto this year. Mm -hmm. um, she actually is doing everything that is independent yeah. and has the skills to do that. A true success story, right. I would say. And that the, in the modern, in the modern, okay, I'll use that, way of understanding ADHD and how, what we would hope would be the best thing for people with it and working with it uh, I'd say that Freya is a very good sign and she of has, those great qualities. She has pretty severe ADHD. She's yeah. not a mild ADHD. Oh, girl. no, not at all. We lost it completely here when we, so, <laughs> when um, we were talking. But at the same time, if I put myself in your shoes, I have severe sensory issues. Mm -hmm. Overstimulated? Yes. Yeah. So okay. I can't even get in the same bed with my husband when he's snoring. <laughs> Who can really? Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> but even that sort of <laughs> I understand breathing yeah. noise um, sets me on edge to the point that I would kill him. Mm -hmm. um, not literally, folks, but that's how I feel. We understand. Um, and. <laughs> My therapist turned around and told me I need to buy an app for white noise. Yes. And I've I heard need about to have this. that in the background pretty much constantly in my day because my world is too quiet. Um, if I'm at home when the kids are at school, I don't have the radio on, I don't have anything, right. I just have quiet. And at night, I will remove myself from our bedroom and go to another bedroom, put earplugs in and a face mask on to black out any... Dear uh, Lord. I know. It's bad. Um, because I can't cope with sound or light. Wow. And um, I'm apparently not allowed to do that. And I have to have white noise. And she gave me an example of the white noise. And I was like... <laughs> crunched up in my chair in a ball okay actually like a fetus position like rocking yeah and she went okay we'll try brown noise i didn't know there was anything called brown noise yeah it's true but she put the brown noise it wasn't as bad as white noise but it still was like chewing on tinfoil well, yeah and i couldn't cope yeah. with it and she said you have to start playing this noise in the background to acclimatize you to right i am still so it would be similar to you going to group therapy mm -hmm. and being stuck in a room having to talk to someone mm -hmm. to me having to listen right to noise right and the whole thought of it 
really, really makes me feel sick inside because right. I'm just like, I cannot stand it. I hate the grocery store, yeah. the mall, anywhere that has any of that noise going on because mm -hmm. it drives me nuts. Right. So the thought of having... Yeah, intentionally put yourself in the way mm -hmm. of it in your own home. It's yeah. like, how dare you? Yeah. Rude. Rude. Yeah. Especially at night because <laughs> I'm just like... Yeah, this is my quiet time, and now I've got this thing. I'm just shook. Yeah, how many coffees do you think I'm going to need tomorrow? <laughs> uh, let me let me preface this to to others. These things annoy us, you know, or they don't. Or we could consider certain certain therapies or others. That's just a, a, a certain similarity between you and I sitting in this room. Um, that doesn't mean it's not going to work for others. It doesn't mean that it's not applicable. It doesn't mean that's a bad or a good idea. Everybody is an individual with this type of thing. There are some things that are somewhat similar between us, but then that it's separate for everybody. So don't knock it until you've tried it. it. It could be a solution. Now, I will say uh, unequivocally, I am not going to group therapy. <laughs> oh, I so think you should if no. I try my brown noise. No, I've <laughs> no, I've done the noise thing, and I'm actually fine with the stimulus. I'm fine with that kind of stimulus. That that's not really too much of a factor for me. But um, no. Okay, well then maybe we should but at least get you single. in a room, right? Yes, we should get you in a room with one therapist. Now I've had therapy, six years of it. But it was when I was younger and it did all the greatest things. It really did. And I, I'm a huge uh, proponent of, of therapy. He was fantastic therapist and taught me about goals and stuff. And this was when I was moving through things in my late teens and 20s. So it was fantastic. And a lot of that stuff I still carry to this day. As I've gotten older, as you know, and the, one of the things I lead with in the beginning of all of these podcasts is that the tools that we're working on no now are now no longer working. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily speaking about those tools. I'm talking about the tools that I had made for myself for a variety of situations. Like you say, you can't necessarily avoid them. And I've done well out there. I really have. Uh, it's okay. I've I've had a shop full of people and all of this kind of stuff. And your shop when, can get busy. It can get very busy. Or it when it I could. had a full-blown shop, it got very busy. Yeah. And uh, not only that, I had staff. So there was a lot going on. What has stopped for me is the want to be around any of it. That's the same as me. And I can't say... I want it back. So even lots of things were pointed out to me. COVID was a double-edged sword. Along came all of this stuff, but along with it came a whole, wait a second, I don't want to work like this anymore. I can work, I can continue to work, but in a much more agreeable way to me. I don't have to work the way society tells me to work. I can still work on people but do it as an individual basis and treat them in a very particular way and have it as a more of a special time where i'm not stacking packing and racking clients which leads to 
disappointment, wait times, and all of this kind of things. So we're very differently now, and I'm fine with it. And through working that way, I've come to understand that the rest of my life is going to follow suit. I, can't, I don't want a ton of friends. I don't want to go to a bunch of parties. I'm not that person. I never was. So like you, I think some of those, the layers of the onion have fallen away. Yeah. And, and the darkness has come a little bit closer to the surface, but so has personal acceptance of what we want and what we don't want. And at this age, <laughs> yes. being told to put brown noise in my house or being told to sit <laughs> in a room with 10 people is not flying very well. No, and there's a that's certain you're older. It's true, but there's a certain amount of honesty to that. It's not that I'm against trying new things. It's that I don't want to put myself in the way of that thing that I obviously don't want to do when I know there are other avenues. I can understand that. Yeah. And I must admit, I think there's probably a lot of people out there that COVID had the same impact on. I don't doubt it in the slightest. That has given us a, yeah. a real sit back and wake up and smell the coffee with regards you know what, I'm a lot happier when yeah. I'm not in the office or now that I'm not working in the office or I feel a bit more relaxed or I'm coping better, my work is better or my family life hey, is happier. Look at that. You remove a bunch of stress and a bunch of things that are getting in your way mentally about properness with society and all of a sudden you become, what's that, more productive? Right. Your work becomes better because yeah. your focus is better, your personal thoughts are better. It seems like this could be a good idea for a lot of people. Yes. Mm, go figure. But it's like... I am being slightly sanctimonious right now. <laughs> Just a Slightly? Son of a <laughs> bitch. I can't... But I do know that it did... To begin with, I felt forcibly kept inside and I did have the battle with I don't want to be inside I'm being told to be inside I don't want to be inside who, who did that you or I so, did uh, you did that because yeah. of COVID right. it was very much in my head I don't want to be inside right I'm being told to be inside right once I allowed myself to get off of that kick right <laughs> um and actually admit that I didn't miss being out yeah. meeting people. It's a bit ouchy too. It, it, it hurts a bit. It did. Yeah. Because that was, you're right, the beginning of the, I wouldn't say the end, but it was the beginning of the all beginning. of the adjustment. Yes, the whole adjustment of, ooh, I really don't enjoy yeah. And then it was the whole reality of, so I don't enjoy that. Huh. Yeah. What else don't I enjoy? And then it really did set that whole ball rolling mm -hmm. of, so I'm doing all these things and I'm actually not really enjoying them. Yeah. So if I'm not enjoying them, why am I not enjoying them? Yeah. And then that opened my eyes where I then look at the kids, look at myself, 
mm-hmm. look at their struggle, look at my struggle, mm-hmm. look at my behavior, look at their behavior, and then start comparisons and just realizing that, yeah, you know what, you're not that different. And then really taking a good look and going, so how much of my life has been a bit of a lie mm. and a bit of a yeah i've uh but comp- not a malicious a compromised. lie i've compromised You've compromised yeah and um at somebody else's benefit yeah and um then thought yeah you know what halfway through it fingers crossed i'm halfway through it um now's not the time to compromise yeah and it's like yes. yeah i'm not compromising i'm doing for me yeah but at the same time while i do for me making sure that those choices really are for me and whatever my choices are uh i'm going to put in things that are going to make those choices better choices right so that you do not make the same mistakes again this is this is interesting. I'm going to we're going to start to leave this off now as I remark on this with an interesting question. So here's here's the postulation to you. You're on a plane. Yep. And all has gone asunder. She's going down. <laughs> okay. Think there's drama. Drama everywhere. The screaming, the craziness, the insanity, people praying, the whole nine yards. And those masks, those gas masks fall from the ceiling. Who gets theirs first? Am I traveling with somebody? Shh. Does it matter? Yeah, because if I'm not traveling with somebody, I know I don't care. <laughs> okay, so that is that is one way of that is one way of putting it. <sighs> Except I know that's bullshit, really. <laughs> So this is sitting on the corner of your bed being honest with yourself. Okay. Who gets the mask first? Oh, dear God. Just be honest. You know I'm going to help everybody else on the bloody plane before myself, Jay. (laughs) So you give those masks, you get those masks to as many people as you could. Yes. You know I would every time. Right. So I would say to that answer... Four years ago, I would have said exactly the same thing. You know what I say now? Screw the lot of them. You're going to save yourself. No, no. (laughs) I get the first mask because it can't help anybody if I'm dead. Very true. So a rising tide lifts all bolts. There's a ton of metaphors that we can use here. I realized a while ago that my shop just as an example my tattoo shop being in service for 35 years had employed over its time over 40 people and i'm just a single person just one person managed to furnish 40 people off and on throughout their lives with a livelihood for a period of time yeah i was able to provide them with the thing that they could create for themselves, that they could make more, that they could make theirs to help them survive. 
And if my shop wasn't doing well, I wasn't doing well for them. So it's almost like the ultimate in servitude. But at the same time, it's not because it forced me to constantly question myself and be better about myself. So I would grab that first gas mask or that first oxygen mask and put it on, not because I was saying, screw it, I'm saving myself, but if I have this gas mask on, I can save, as, I can save more people than if I myself was choking. True. Very so true. currently right now, I find myself without people. Yeah. So I created a podcast to discuss why a lot of us don't have people and why a lot of us feel lost and what's going on with us now that I have a similar place to stand. And the things that are missing for me might be missing for others. It turns out that's that is what's going on. Yep. So if I can build this place and people can come through it and get tools and work, then this is the tide that's lifting as many boats as possible. And that is where I find pleasure because I find it nowhere else in my life that and work so if I'm not creating I feel as though I'm not giving makes perfect sense so that's where I go with this so based off of that cute little anecdotal thing we're gonna wrap this bad boy up was this this was this was a good one how do you feel about it feel actually really good yeah 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 more more layers were coming off there i i think there definitely were more layers yeah so what's uh to finish it all off what's next for mitch a lot more learning mm -hmm. a lot more forgiving mm -hmm. that's a good one yeah there is a lot more forgiving yeah. to be done mm -hmm. um and patience I need to have a lot more patience, patience. Yeah. and that's with myself. Yes. Um, I have it for So others. you are putting the mask on first. I, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need it for myself. I have it for others. I really don't have it for myself. Okay. So. So now we know where people should be working then. Yeah. All right. Thank you ever so much uh, for coming Thank in again. So Not a problem. I appreciate love it and your, your time. I and and I always love having you. Of course. And it's nice to have you and not hurt you. You don't hurt me. <laughs> this is true. You this should have learned true. that by now. <laughs> That's true. But it's nice to, to, to work with you and not stab me. So anyway, we're going to leave it there. We're going to tip off to another day. I'm going to say thank you so much for everybody joining us. And go out there and be awesome. Take care. Bye. Okay, that was the end of episode four with Mitch, a part two. So I am very happy that she was able to come in and thank her tremendously for giving us her time. Um, we have a technical update. We are now able to be listened on a, uh, to on a number of platforms. We're available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Audible, Apple Podcast, and Anchor. We're pretty excited about these platforms and we're going to see how it all goes. Just wanting to reach as, as many people as we can and uh, moving forward, it's going to be quite exciting. So we also have uh, the website, which is still in the process of being updated, but and it is predominantly photographic work. 
But if you wish to check it out, uh, you can visit SuterPhotoWorks.com. That's S-U-T-E-R-P-H-O-T-O-W-O-R-K-S.com. Uh, like I said, it's mostly photo work right now, but there will eventually be some links on it. And I hope to put a comments area on there so we can get into it. So anyway, go out there, be awesome. We only go around once, so don't judge anybody too harshly. Head on out there, be awesome, and hold fast.